Welcome to Rewired Inspired. I am your host, Elena Petrescu, former accountant, now hypnotist, and body language business trainer. My purpose is to help you rewire your mind to see infinite possibilities and inspire you to create them in your life and business. I share tips, tools, and strategies that help you suspend disbelief so you can quickly overcome challenges, eliminate doubt, remove self-imposed limitations, and create the life and business of your dreams. I believe that good things happen to those who are inspired. Inspired minds are focused and they take action. Through inspired action, people evolve. They gain confidence, change unwanted behavior and habits, develop self-awareness, and realize their full potential, a life with more money, achievement, and impact. You'll hear from leaders that share their story of transformation and how they transitioned from difficult situations towards genuine empowerment in their life and business. You will learn how you can model their lesson and rewire inspire your mind to quickly reach your full potential, making your life and financial goals a reality. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and good morning. Elena here with another episode of Rewired Inspired. And today I have a guest that she's going to talk about her processes because she helps people just like you with music. And her name is Roxanne Christian. And Roxanne attended the Trafalgar Castle and Berkeley College of Music alumni. And she has over a decade of experience working with physical, mental, emotional, and cognitive needs within district school boards, municipal nursing homes, psychiatric hospitals, and other populations globally. Roxanne is a certified music therapist, and she uses music as a therapy to facilitate healing, wellness, rehabilitation, and creative processes. Roxanne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Elena. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So Roxanne, I know that you and your music have done some beautiful things from people out there. But what I like to know most of all is why music? What is your why? And why you took this path to help people with your music. So if you want to talk about your story, what's your why? How did you get there? What are you, what were your you know ups and downs? Because I think that will help the listeners inspire and rewire their mind through your processes and what you did most of all to get the success that you have. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anna. When throughout elementary and high school, I was actively involved in the performing arts. So musical theater, drama club, the choirs, debating teams. So I loved being very expressive. I also used to write songs for fun to kind of explain a story about my life and my thoughts without necessarily having to say it's about me. Um, so it was a, a great way to explore and express without feeling um, intimidated or as vulnerable. 
I also had always had a great passion about learning about the mind and why people have certain emotions and experience certain things in life and how their thought processes work and how we can change behavior uh, to better our lives. So in grade 12, my school would take us to, this is back when we had grade 13 in Ontario, mm-hmm. us to the different schools in Ontario, different universities, for a tour to get a feel of the schools, see, ask around about the different programs and um, just be really exposed to our possibilities. When I was at University of Windsor, I asked my tour guide if I could double major in music and psychology. I didn't want to give up the music just as yet. And I was really interested in the psychology. And then she said, oh, we have a program here called music therapy. And it marries the best of both those worlds, music and psychology, anatomy and physiology, and music history, and so much more. So I was like, okay, sign me up. That's it. Long story short, I end up uh, going to Berklee College of Music in Boston, which was one of the best experiences ever. Um, I got to be in the presence of a lot of high achievers, really um, creative and skilled musicians. In fact, Quincy Jones, Diana Krall, Esperanza Spalding, even Bonnier have even either passed through there, taught there, or have graduated or learned from there at some point. And so many other great uh, performers and musicians out there. So at Berkeley, I uh, got my degree in in, um, music therapy. It's a a four-year program with, um, call it a year of internship, 1,300 hours of internship after you graduate. And then to become a board-certified music therapist, once you've done your internship, you can sit for your exam. And once you pass your exam, you're certified to uh, facilitate music therapy. So that was the beginning of things. <laughs> so you used music really to tell your story in a way or to hide behind your story. Is that right? Exactly. I was able to uh, tell my story without being vulnerable. And how did you overcome that vulnerability? How did you? stepped up and say, okay, you know, I've done this for so long, but now it's time for me to stop being vulnerable and put away whatever shame, guilt, whatever it was, and move forward. Well, what I love about being a music therapist is every time I'm working with my clients, whether it's in a group setting or one-on-one setting, I'm always learning and healing myself in the process. So I'm always reminding myself of all the different wellness tools and uh, music interventions and sound healing processes you can use to remove the blocks to, you know, fully step into your self-love, self-worth and self-confidence and come at at life through a a state of relaxation and more ease. Uh, more inspiration, more clarity and focus. So I think just working with people throughout the years has allowed me to feel more, to be more authentic 
um, and to um, be more free with my voice and my expression of who I am. So you healed yourself through healing others. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. So as you worked with, because I know you work with a variety of uh, students and you work in the nursing homes and hospitals. So just by working with them, you lived vicariously to their process. So not only did you heal them, but you, you healed yourself. Now, Roxanne, if I was to ask you, what is your why? Why music? Why are you doing the, what you're doing? Well, my ultimate goal, I have this phrase, is like, my desire is to inspire love and light despite the strife. So that's like a phrase that I've always said to myself over and over. I just love inspiring people, and I'm able to do that through different types of music interventions. And once I get them in a state of inspiration and I change their vibration from, you know, a sympathetic operating system to a more relaxed, parasympathetic operating system, mm-hmm. then from there they're able to have the, the clarity and the confidence to work through whether it's physical goals they have, emotional goals, substance abuse goals mental health goals, managing their stress, anxiety, or even their emotions, executive functioning or speech acquisition, no matter what their goals are, when you get them in a certain state, presence first, where they're relaxed and they're inspired to move forward, then you can do so much. So my why is when I just feed off of other people feeling good and feeling well, I love inspiring people. I've seen the positive effects of inspiring someone in their life, and it just keeps me going despite the strike, no matter how hard it is. It's like my personal fuel. So in a way, I'm a little bit selfish when it comes to um, what I do and, and why I help people. So you're selfish in what way? You're selfish because you want to help others? I'm or you're selfish... selfish- I'm selfish because I know as I'm helping others, I'm fueled by their growth, their expansion, their feedback, and what I'm reminding myself and learning as I'm working with someone else. Because sometimes it's good to be selfish in a good way, as long as it's a win-win situation. Right. So you, you're happy, they're happy. So tell me, Roxanne, what are the processes that you use? Do you use just, I know music has frequency and we are all about energy and it's extremely powerful. I also know that the tonation of your voice and everything that we say is very important. So through your processes, for example, let's say you go to a nursing home. What would be, if you can describe a little bit, what would be a process that you work with the people in nursing homes so that they can get that mind shift so that they can move from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic place where you give them more calmness and relaxation. What is something that you usually do if you want to just describe it? Great question, Elena, because music therapists systematically use music to work on non-musical goals. So that's going to look different for every population. Mm-hmm. So specifically, when I go into long-term care and nursing homes, some of the goals include 
real, uh, executive functioning, maintaining fine and gross motor skills, yes, improving the dignity and quality of life, as well as being able to engage appropriately in relation to the current reality and communicate effectively in, in social settings. And that's so, very important. Yes. So I'm going to give specific uh, examples of how music addresses each of those goals. Okay. So when it comes to making sure that we maintain the importance of maintaining fine and gross motor skills in, in seniors and long term is, is essential. It helps the staff, staff out because they need, they end up using less staff to help with mobility, to help with getting in and out of the chair, dressing themselves, um, doing their activities of daily living, eating, all the things we do with our range of motion and our fine, fine motor skills, manipulating things, brushing our teeth, combing our hair, buttoning our clothes, um, eating our food. So we encourage the maintenance or improvement of the fine and gross motor skills through playing different instruments that require you to use your fingers in a certain way or use your hands in a certain way. So you actually get them to do something physical as well as, so then you, they are doing something physical and then you integrate the, the music with that physical exactly. component. So the music is actually the motivator. The music is the way to get them engaged. So we're not just having physical therapy. We're actually being, uh, we're having fun by playing all these different instruments, whether it's a kalimba, working our thumbs, or whether it's um, mallets and playing a xylophone, or it's um, playing a keyboard and, and encouraging them to wiggle their fingers, even if they have no musical skills or um, whatever. There's so many different instruments we use um, for them to work on their fine motor skills. So the music, the songs of their formative ears and the songs that they really respond to are, are just to get them to like engage in the process. We'll do things like uh, drumming where we have to reach up high and come down and press on the drum or different movements with um, boom whackers where our arms are out and then they come in or rhythm sticks. We do like uh, cross lateral movements, all sorts of things to uh, get their body moving so they can improve their circulation, uh, maintain the strength that they do have and their fine and gross motor skills. So and that, that changes the way, that changes because the, the the brain starts to fire up and trigger exactly. that parasympathetic, makes them happier, I'm assuming, right? Because Absolutely. Because one, they're engaged, two, yeah. they're um, building new uh, neural uh, pathways. Neural pathways, yes, they're connecting and beautiful. Yeah, so that's an example for a physical goal. So uh, an example of maybe um, a memory goal, say someone has dementia or they have Alzheimer's, we sing songs of their childhood or formative years or their young adult years 
because those long-term memories, the last to go. So yes. we often remember, and plus music uses both sides of the brain, so it's harder to... It triggers both hemispheres, yes. Exactly. So that's why we remember music so, so much, because even if one side of the brain is damaged, there's that other side of the brain that you know processes music, and so yeah. the music is still alive, it's still there in the brain and the memory. So when we sing songs that they remember, they become more alert. And then we start to engage in open dialogue. And so do you see that alertness on their faces when you work with them? Absolutely. You do, right? Yeah. They're, the staff love to see this because they see a different side of them. Mm-hmm. Also, their, their, their loved ones who come to visit them love to see them during music therapy sessions because their affect changes. They're more animated. Their posture is more upright. They're mm-hmm. actually like smiling. And then we talk about the memories associated with that with song. That. What yeah. does it remind you of? What was happening during this time of your life? And usually we choose songs that are related to uh, what's going on in the present. So for example, we're in the month of love, February. Yes. So when I would when I go into the retirement or long-term care or memory care um, communities, I'm going to bring a lot of songs from the 1930s to the 1970s about love. So then we can so they can relate and you trigger something exactly. and it's, it's like a trigger. Yes. And we let them know that we are in the month of February now. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going on in our world. And that's what went on in your world. And we, we validate them. We, we witness them by hearing them. And the dialogue and the expression and the socialization um, expands from there. Now, I know this process helps also with people who feel a little melancholy. And so if you were to give somebody a tip, what would be what that you would recommend someone who feels a little melancholy, who doesn't have that pick me up in the morning, how can they snap out of that? using your process, for example? Yes. I, I, I love brainwave states. And when we know what each brainwave state, uh, what it does, what its mm-hmm. functions are, then we're able to use rhythm and toning to entrain our brain to a certain state to accomplish a certain goal. Okay. So, for example, if you're looking to uh, fall asleep and have a good sleep, you want to be in Delta. Yes. If you're looking to uh, to kind of be in a dream state, have some creative downloads, you're, you're awake, but you're very relaxed, you want to get yourself in Theta. Yes. If you are maybe an athlete, you're doing sports or – you um, want to learn something new, um, you want to be alert, you're going to get yourself an alpha. I think alpha alert AA. Yes. yes. And then if you want to um, really like problem solve and really think you're going to get yourself in delta. And then if you really want to become one with the universe, almost like you're having like a whole body or orgasm. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to put yourself in gamma. So when you know the different uh, cycles 
yeah. per minute. You can either get um, binaural beats or an actual metronome. Or what I like to do is I use a buffalo drum. So I'm creating these uh, cycles per minute with the buffalo drum. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I want to be in Delta, I'm going to play it very slow. Yeah. If so I that you can slowly. Yeah. Actually, the heart, when you start to breathe with yeah. the rhythm of the drum, the heart rate kind of like slows down and then trains to that rhythm. Mm-hmm. So here, so someone maybe is having trouble falling asleep. We're going to play in Delta, breathe, deep breathe. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to do single breath toning. Now there's been lots of scientific studies and research in papers that prove that single breath toning has immense health yeah. benefits. Yes. So mainly when it comes to the production of nitric oxide. Yes. So nitric oxide, it reduces high blood pressure through vasodilation. It also uh, helps with inflammation. It helps with the reduction of uh, chronic uh, respiratory airway disease yeah. and yeah. so much more. So a single... Uh, breath tone would be you take a deep breath in yeah and then you exhale on a vowel maybe Uh, 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 and you hold it for as long as you can and then until you you let all the air out right okay all the still air out immediately after that you take a deep breath in and we do it over and over again how long for minutes so i always minutes. tell my clients like you don't even need 15 minutes to meditate and, and recalibrate and yes. shift your, your vibration all you need to do is set your timer to two minutes yeah because you know that people may get overwhelmed when i say set your timer for 15 minutes in the beginning so you start small take small steps exactly. even one minute I think exactly. if you do, if they, if people that do one minute, three times or four times a day, right, it will make a huge difference. A huge difference. That one minute when we say, say, oh, it's only one minute, so I can definitely clear my mind and be completely present and focused to this task for yes. a minute. You are like fully engaged. It's better one minute of complete focus. In 15 minutes with all these racing thoughts and not being fully present. And then as you said, you can do that throughout the day. Then you're building that muscle. You're building that this practice. You're building the muscle of discipline, focus, clarity, connecting with the body. And then you can expand on that and do it more, do it longer. And you're also creating a pathway because you're getting your brain to do something that it's positive, that will help you in the long run using Something very easy, like your process is very easy. Exactly. So, you know, it's amazing how easy things can can make a huge difference if we know how, right? Exactly, exactly. So when you talk about someone who's more melancholy, so I see this a lot sometimes with teens who are struggling or people who are struggling with uh, substance abuse or dual diagnosis like depression and, and, and substance abuse. 
Especially um, now with everything that's going on, I think your process is beautiful because it's helping people who really, really need it now more than ever. So, Exactly. So, for example, the team who was struggling to um, really just kind of vent and, and, and uh, talk about their pains and, and their struggles, talk therapy might be challenging for them. So uh, we would do something like lyric analysis, where we pick a song, an artist, or a band, or a musician that they really love, so they're more open. And we pick a song with lyrics that have, that is related to maybe something that they're working on or their struggles. And we listen. Are you getting them to use music like you are using yourself to tell a story, but transition through that? Or am exactly, I correct? Exactly. To explore and express through that non-invasive platform. Because now it's not about them. It's right. about the song. But so they're... They're experiencing the transformation anyway, and maybe some of them are not even aware that they're doing it. Or... Oh, absolutely. So they're listening to the That's song. That's beautiful. All we've done, we analyze the overall arching theme, um, and then we analyze the lyrics line by line. We talk about what it means, what it means to them, what it means to me. There's no right or wrong answer. Remember, we're just using this as the basis for them to open up. Yes. Then we talk about how it relates to our life or not. From there, as they're opening up, we're asking them questions that um, give way for more expansion. Okay, we call this motivational interviewing, asking yes. questions that are not just yes or no answers. And yeah, you're going deeper, but in a easy way where they don't feel threatened they don't put that wall up to say hey i don't really want to talk about that because exactly i so got it about their interests the music the artists the things that they like and they're more vested in wanting to analyze and then subconsciously they realize they're releasing and, and exploring and expressing and you're also building connection with them i think at the same time you're building an authentic connection because they, they begin to trust you am i correct in saying absolutely. that absolutely from there they be, you begin to build a rapport because they're like this person is interested in what i'm interested in they're not some boring therapist exactly right? was getting me to say well why do you do that which doesn't work anyway well why do you do that which again because when people open up and they have these conversations, then you can like softly give the wellness tools. Like, okay, let's talk about reframing. How do you reframe that? Let's yes. talk about um, internal dialogue and, and uh, how we speak to ourselves. Let's yeah. talk about goal setting and how to make it make yourself accountable and, yeah. and have goals measurable and. From there, you can do the whole. That's beautiful. You know, therapy yeah. once you've gotten them in that place of mind, and then they're more happy. And you know what? That's that's the most important thing because you're getting them from that melancholic state, and maybe more than melancholic because some of them may be very depressed, right? So you're getting them to shift to a happy state, which is huge. And in the process, they're having a good time. You're building rapport. 
and it works. This is this is what's important because it does work. It changes that you're creating new neural pathways for them for a beautiful, easy process that they don't even realize what's happening, but they're happy. And and they're not necessarily happy because the music is happy because the lyrics could be depressing. Yeah, but they're happy because they're connecting to something that means a lot to them or that they can relate to it or it's explaining their story so they feel validated and not as alone. And then they're having this opportunity to explore and express. So that elevates the mood. That's right. You just said that they validated. And that's what I think most of them look for, that validation. Now, Roxanne, your process is beautiful. I'm going to put you on the spot. I always do that with all my guests. I know you had some health challenges. I'd like you to share with the audience what you did to shift yourself because I know you're feeling good now. And yeah, it was an up and down situation for you. But I'd like you to share with the audience because I know what you do for others, you also do for you. So tell, tell me and tell us what processes you integrated specifically that helped you so that people can live vicariously through your process. Absolutely. So I've always incorporated visualization, guided music, and, and guided imagery with music. So people can write their own script of, you know, the life that they want to live using as much detail with all the senses as possible. They re can record that on their phone and their voice memo or something, and then they can find on YouTube, for example, a certain brainwave frequency. I like to use Delta right before I go to bed and mm -hmm. you can play your, your script while the music is playing. So the music entrains your brain and heart to that um, frequency and it prepares you for deep sleep. And when your mind is... Uh, more in a sleep state, it's it's more open to suggestion. Yes. So when you're hearing your own voice and you're hearing your script, it's programming what is in your script. Like I'm healthy, I'm strong, I seek good support, I make healthy choices. Whatever you put in your, your script. So that's one thing that um, had helped, and also just an attitude of gratitude mm -hmm. um, and just creating positive affirmations, reciting them throughout the day as much as you can, but not just saying them, but really connecting with the feeling of the words. So yes. certain words, if you really think about what they mean, they can um, bring certain feeling states and you observe where in the body you feel those feelings and you remember what those feelings, those sensations in the different areas feel like. So you can kind of practice feeling that those physical sensations as much as you can throughout the day, which is a part of helping you to be a vibrational match to the thing that you want. Right. So that and more recently, so I literally was on my deathbed almost a, like a year ago and obviously it wasn't my time. Obviously, because you did something right. Right? So for me, it wasn't cancer, it wasn't COVID, but I did have a mass in my body that was affecting my 
bodily functions and it was causing all sorts of havoc in all systems of my body where I was malfunctioning. So through, I, I honestly, I believe it was through prayer and clean, I, I started eating more clean. I kind of uh, regressed since then, but mm -hmm. eating. So you change, you, you change things, right? You change, you, you, uh, Started eating differently, right? Exactly. Gratitude work, visualization. And then recently, because in December, I, I attended a sound healing conference and I learned a specific process where we focus on the part of the body that needs attention, whether it's physical attention from a disease or ailment mm -hmm. or emotional attention. And then we spend a few moments deep breathing with our mind focused on that area. Mm -hmm. But we're also having the internal dialogue of, I accept you. Thank you. Please forgive me. I forgive you. I love you. So we're, we're having this conversation with our intention, our, our attention focused on that. You area. do that sitting in front of a mirror or do you just close your eyes? And I just kind of close my eyes and do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you do it sitting in front of a mirror, looking in front of a mirror, that's the way we use Hayes' mirror work technique. Yes, it's yes. A lot of stuff she... And it's extremely powerful as well, but... So once you're doing that, then you... I like to imagine a bright, pure white light beaming in from the cosmos and beyond, traveling, entering through the crown or the top of the head, Yeah. Traveling down my spine or my sexual uh, system. System, yeah. And traveling to the area that needs your focus, the area that needs to be healed. And then you're imagining that light to like spreading. Exactly. Spreading the, through that area, all around in that area, warmth and love and healing. And then when you exhale, you tone because the single breath toning again produces. That it, it uh, increases the production of nitric oxide. So you integrate the single breath toning as That's well. That's the sound healing and vibrational aspect of it, right? Beautiful. Exactly. So the toning, remember, mm -hmm. nitric oxide. So you take a deep breath in. You hold it. I, so then, I, I take a deep breath in. Imagining. Yeah. Imagine that white light coming light, in. Coming in. Say I have an ailment um, in my stomach. For example, okay. where I have the issue, but imagine the light traveling and, and it's going to stop maybe at my gall. So as you start imagining, you do the breath. Do it now for me. In. So you go. So first, so I'm going to walk through the process. Yeah. First, I'm, I'm, I'm. Close your eyes. To, I'm closing my eyes. I'm bringing my attention to, for example, my gallbladder. Okay. And I'm just taking a few deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And this will take about maybe a minute or two to really connect with that area. Okay. And not be upset about the sensations that don't feel good. Not avert from it, but just be present with it and accept it. I accept you. I accept Please you. Please forgive me. Beautiful. I love you. Thank you. And then after a few moments of reciting that and being present, that area you 
breathe in the bright light, imagine it coming from the cosmos and beyond, entering through the crown, traveling to the area of me. So it's going to pass through the different areas of land by my gallbladder. And I'm going to keep breathing and exhaling, imagining that with every inhale, the bright light is expanding that in that area even more and more, okay. softening that area, toning that area, bringing that area love, light, and nourishment, healing powers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that just a few times. Yeah. And then from there, after I've created that mindset, now I just take a deep breath in, breathe into that area, exhale on a tone. <sighs> breathe into the area, exhale on a tone. <sighs> really feeling the vibrations in the body, connecting where you're feeling the vibrations mm-hmm. on tone. Uh And you do that for about a few minutes, three to five minutes. You're going to feel a vibrational shift. You're going to feel your physical body feeling different, feeling more vitality. You've improved the oxygenation to the brain, yes, which releases those feel-good chemicals, the serotonin. You um, reduce some of the tension held in the muscles just from the deep breathing. And, and so I found that actually, like, that actually, I feel like it fully eradicated my issue yes. when I did that. And I went back to the doctor recently. Everything was, like, perfect without surgery and we were shocked. I really believe this stuff. So you heal yourself. Are you familiar with, I can't remember his name now, the person, the guy who lives in the cold and he takes cold baths? Is it Hoffman? Yeah, uh, what's his name? I forget his first name, but I think it's something Hoffman. Hoffman, yes. Yeah. And he does a very similar process where, you know, he can program his body to go into really, really low temperatures and he's completely fine and and it's very similar to what you're describing right now and also i think what you when you connecting your mind to that area of the body you're reinstating that connection you know when i work with weight loss with hypnosis i get the unconscious to connect to our second gut which is our tummy because when there is a disconnect there that's when things start to go wrong so literally really reconnecting that and getting your raw and unconscious to send healing that is huge and powerful it's so true and because we're getting our own subconscious to uh facilitating the process of healing whether we realize it or not we're actually practicing the vibration of empowerment yes which allows us to operate more in the world with confidence that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very easy process. And yeah, I'm glad I watched you do it because I think people, when they see this episode, it's important that they take something away for them to integrate a minute a day, even if they do the, and uh, that's huge. That's 
And it takes no time. You can do that anywhere, standing at a bus stop, you know. When I'm walking from my car to like somewhere I have to go. Yeah. Um, especially when people are not, so many people are not around. It's like, how's it going go? I don't want people to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but I will do that. I will like literally take a deep breath in. Yeah. And exhale. And, and I like to tone on awe. You can yeah. tone on any vowel. Yeah. But the reason why I tone on awe and Dr. Wayne Dwyer brought, brought this to my attention yeah. is that if awe is the sound of creation. So if you think of like all the religions, all the deities, it has the sound awe in it. So ga, God. Yeah. Ah, la, Allah. Yeah. Da, ah. Ah, yeah. Na, ah. Ah. Yahweh. Ah. Da, ra. Ra, yeah. Everything. So he actually taught me a process of um, breathing in from mm-hmm. the tailbone, allowing it to travel up through your central column, and then exhale on the, the tone ah, uh-huh. while uh, uh, imagining, using your imagination as best as you can yes. on what you want to manifest. And the sound of awe, the sound of creation, yes, moving it up through our, our, our root, out through the third chocolate, we're putting that vision out there. Out me. there, yes. So and I've recently been practicing that. I love it. That's beautiful. And, you know, imagine the brain doesn't understand whether you are imagining it or, you know, it's real. It thinks it's real anyway. And I think that process is beautiful. So, Roxanne. Uh, before we leave, what's what's in store for you in the coming months, weeks, years? What can you share with us that you're working on? I know you're working on something. And um, share with the audience what it is you're working on. And also tell us if they want to know more about you, where can they go to find out more about you? So I... Um... I do work with corporate, mainly group, for mainly facilitating groups. If they want to connect with me and find out how I could um, serve their community, then they can reach out to me at livelovelifemusic.com. Just for inspirational quotes and little information here and there about music, mindset, or sound therapy, they can visit me on Instagram at rocks LLL music. And the thing that I'm most inspired and passionate about currently is my offering boss lady confidence Yes, program for high achieving women. And I have an affinity for women business owners, high achieving women or women business owners who, um, want to be beautiful, optimistic, successful soul ladies operating in full confidence and clarity um, through tapping into their creative powers, learning how to regulate their mood, learning how to harness their vibration and be a vibrational match to manifest anything that they want. So those who are interested in that right now, um, they can visit me on LinkedIn at Roxanne Christian, where they can find more information about that, that um, this this offering and this process. 
and connect with me from there. Yeah, beautiful. So your website is www. Say it. Dot live, love, life, music. Live, life, live, live love, love, life, life, music. Beautiful. We're living in love and life with and music. music. <laughs> so you incorporated everything. That's so beautiful. Roxanne, I want to say thank you for being here. I enjoyed talking to you. I love your process. And, you know, keep up the good work. And like I said, anybody wants to know more about you, go to LiveLoveLifeMusic.com on Instagram, Rocks, R-O-X-L-L-L Music, or LinkedIn, Roxanne Christian. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Roxanne. Thank you so much, Alana. Stay blessed and beautiful. It's been a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Rewired Inspired Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues, friends, and family. Do you have a question, comment, or topic idea for a future episode? Please reach me directly at elenapetrescu.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Stay inspired as there is unlimited potential in your life and business. Thank you for listening.